you ever thought about starting your own podcast? You know, like what I got? Well, let me tell you. When I was starting out, I had a lot of questions. Didn't know how to answer them. Didn't know where to start. How do I start a podcast? How do I get off the ground? How do I record my episodes? How do I get them on the major platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other places? Well, the answer to all of those is one thing. Anchor FM. Anchor FM is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Free 99. You cannot beat that. And what's better, it's ridiculously easy. And now Anchor can match you great sponsors too, so you can get paid for your product like more. Let me tell you, when I started out, I'm not even going to say the names of the places that I was trying to have my podcast hosted at. And it was nice, and I thought I was happy for a while. But when I found out about Anchor, 100% free, limited space, the only way you can beat that is if they pay you. And I guess if you do ads, they kind of do. If you always wanted to start a podcast and making money doing it, go to Anchor FM backslash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using anchor that's anchor.fm backslash start can't wait to hear your product this is the i black man podcast offensively black it's me it's me it's m a p yo what up though it's your boy miles i'm a dash prower this is i black man podcast episode 33 i'm guessing i'm pretty damn sure and here we are again i'm gonna roll right now you know just dropped the episode today um today's date is february 5th and record another one and I probably might drop it today. I don't know. Um, I'm just doing this shit as it moves me. I'll be real with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Way I figure it, fuck it. This shit helps me not be aggy. And I need to get content out there. Fuck it. Mass produce. Do that shit like Wayne when he was dropping the mixtapes before he got oversaturated. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let's get straight to it. Had a good day today. No big deal. Things going kind of high with me and the wife. She talking to me again. And not just about, you know, the kids and stuff. Actual conversation. You know what I'm saying? So, playing it by ear. Um, But it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Can't force anybody. I got to try to be open-minded. Because if I tell her you can't make me do shit, I have to put that same logic on her. You know, so. Anyway, like I said, a decent day. Saw my mom's. She was up at my job for some stuff for her. Saw her, got to hug my mama, bought her some cake. You know what I'm saying? I had to hurry up and get back, get back to work. You know what I'm saying? That was cool. Um, Saw my grandmother-in-law. Saw her, brought the kids over there. It's cool to, for, to see other people get hype about the people you made who piss you off and annoy the hell out of you. Not the people who get the smile on their face, but the people you made annoy the hell out of you, you know. But that was cool. Um, Saw my mother-in-law. You know, said I love her, gave her some love, got some back. I appreciate that. That shit keeps me going. You know what I'm saying? Besides that, you know, kids is happy. So I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I guess let's get to the riffing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like it was, what's the, 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 my man from Empire who, uh, who supposedly got beat up by some Trump supporters. 
and all that shit. What's his name? Jesse Smollett. I'm not sure. Don't don't quote me on that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna just give my quick two cents. Ain't nothing I can't say that my man Ja Ali didn't already say on the Talk Black to Me podcast. I don't I don't know what to start fucking wearing me a, a aluminum foil helmet. This nigga be stealing my ideas. The same shit I'm thinking about. You know what I'm saying? And then oh, you know, nigga almost got me in trouble at work. I ain't gonna blame you, LL. You cool. <laughs> but that nigga Ja. You know what I'm saying? Had me all like, yeah. I'm at work like, yeah. Nigga talking about, you know, how he came up and the stuff he was taught. And I'm saying the same shit in my head. I was brought up, you know, the story. I'm always telling about H. Rap Brown and Bobby Seals, Bobby Hutton, and Huey P. Newton and Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X and Nat Turner and all these people, Shaka Zulu, you know. And that's how I came up. And he was saying the same shit. I'm work like, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm scaring them white people and shit that to calm down, you know. And I'm just going to refer to y'all. Just go to Talk Black to me. It's a podcast. It's on Stitcher. I don't know. I don't know if it's on Stitcher. I know it's on Anchor and it's on iTunes. It should be everywhere. And if it's not everywhere, tell them or I'm going to tell them. We're going to make sure that shit is everywhere. But yeah, he pretty much said the same thing I thought about the subject. Him and L, you know, they, 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 they worded it out quite nicely. He said the same thing I said as far as I thought it was odd that whatever happened, he had a cell phone. He wouldn't give up the video. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to say everything my man Josh says is what I agree with. I don't really disagree. But if you get offended and you want to call or write in to anybody, that shit was all his idea. I don't I don't go sign that part. Whatever offends you enough for that. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. But I, I don't know. I just feel the whole thing was suspect. Nigga got beat up. Didn't release the video. I don't know. Maybe nigga don't want to release a video of him getting his ass whooped. I'm not sure. A lot of um, funny stuff. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Just go to Talk Black to me. I'll try to put a link to that shit on my uh, description of this. Check it out. He pretty much says some stuff I, I think uh, is very interesting. Furthermore, let's talk about this uh, Liam. No, no, no. Let me talk about Liam Neeson. But first, let me get into this conversation that I had. And before I do that. Let's go to break. Be right back. Yo, what up, though? It's your boy, Miles. I'm a dead prower. Now, if there's anything I have to promote to you other than myself, I'm going to tell you, it's the podcast Talk Black to me. It's great. People who host it, talk to them. No, real good people. Real people. Nothing fake pro-black and if anybody know anything about me about anything it's pro-black to get your mind correct check out talk black to me and if you don't you're probably a trump supporter <laughs> but yeah check it out it's on anchor itunes anywhere else you can find awesome podcasts and i wouldn't lie because my name is miles amadeus prower and they're check clear peace yo i'm back miles amadeus prower our black man podcast Hyphen Podcast Network. Holla back at us in a couple of months. We tell you what our net worth. Anyway, man. Yeah. So, like I was saying about you know white people not understanding the anger and stuff of of constantly seeing people who look like you being killed on TV. Learning about how close you were. To being born into slavery by a hundred years or so. 
I learned that there's people still in slavery now. I learned how cops and all these things and all these things that happen and people all around the world who are without in some way look like you if you're black or brown. How is that a fucking coincidence? Uh, you can take me anywhere in the world. Take me to the ghettos. Bet you it's black people there. Take me to this richest part. I bet you it ain't no black people there. It's not, not a coincidence. And whether kids can vocalize it or not, they realize. They see what's up. And it's this, this innate hate or otherness that we grow up with. Inherited from things that we don't even understand. You sense it, you know it. Just like as men, black men, whether someone tells you or you pick it up on your own, you find out that you having bass in your voice, even as a teenager, is offensive or, or, or scary to white people. I had to learn to take the bass out of my voice. I remember I was doing telemarketing one day. I didn't even know I was doing it. Dude was like, hey, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, hey, had like a little special meeting with just the black people. It's all right, black dudes. Hey, you know, white ladies. Like, well, kind of like, Let me just talk to the guys for a minute. He was like, gentlemen. Listen to your calls. Don't white people know you white. Don't try to put that high-pitched voice on. They're going to be racist. They're going to be racist. Some shit he had to tell us. He couldn't have the white people say they didn't understand that shit. The psyche of having to learn to tone yourself down to appease other people because you don't know. And again, back with the whole ally thing. You look at Zimmerman, you look at Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin. They said that whole jury was a fucking what? Mothers? Different races? And white mothers majority? And they said that nigga was innocent. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? And with this shit, with Liam Neeson, said his friend got raped, right? So they got raped. And um, he got mad or whatever. And he said for like a week or so, he went out, you know, looking for random black, just sitting around waiting for like somebody to come out and fuck with him. So he could kill him a nigga. He didn't say nigga, but he said killed him a black person. Now here's the thing. I know y'all gonna think, oh, he about to keep reading him the riot act. I am, but I'm not. The same thing with like Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling is a piece of shit. I'm not knocking him for that. But with Donald Sterling, what I was saying was the nigga said some pillow talk shit. Dude, I'm y'all the people who love me hear the shit me and my wife say. I give her my unfiltered opinions about everybody and everything. I talk to y'all and y'all think, oh, wow, Maps is wild. He's off the tongue. I am slightly censored here. She gets the raw me. She gets the, I can't believe you fucking said that shit. That's, that's not funny? No. Mm. Funny to me. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, I ain't gonna judge no motherfucker on what he said in his bedroom to some random bitch that he was fucking. But I will judge him on saying that shit. I mean, but then again, like my man Bill Burr said he was a 80-year-old white man. What the fuck did you expect? I don't think anybody that old isn't racist. I don't. Dude, I found out Helen Keller was uh, racist. She believed in eugenics. She was blind and deaf, and she still thought she was better than black people who she didn't know who looked like, and she didn't know what color was black. Think about that. That's some deep racism. I hate you and that blind deaf broad hates you. She don't know what you look like or sound like, but she hates what I describe you all. But yeah, I'm back with my man Liam Neeson. Now the thing with him is you really can't, it's, it's foul. It's foul what he said, but in the same sense, you know, white people are going to feel where he's coming from. They're going to empathize with him. Oh, he was telling them, you know, and the people who do that, and even with me, I can empathize and wanting to hurt somebody because somebody hurt your people. 
dude, I love my wife. If I can go back in time and, and I can go back and I should, I go back now and fuck up everybody who made my wife mad or hurt her, I would. You know what I'm saying? That's because I love my wife. So that was his friend and they got raped and so I can understand him being mad about that. And it's foul that he did what he did, but he didn't hurt anybody. So you really can't judge him on that. But, but the people who can understand, I can, like I said, I can understand having that level of anger. It's all cool because he did, again, he didn't do anything. I'm not excusing that shit. That shit was foul. But you really can't say nothing. It's like, yeah, man, I had this brick and I was holding it over my wife's head. She was asleep. I thought about it for like 20 minutes. It's fucked up. You thought about it, but you didn't do anything. So not that I would ever do that to my wife. I never would. I want y'all to think all oh, these motherfuckers are telling some real shit. Nah, just giving you an example. You know, if you know me, I always take things to the extreme. I am an extremist. And I'm sure it's white people who be like, I can understand that rage and rape is bad. Okay. Now imagine if Liam Neeson's friend and everybody he knew that happened to them on the daily or people who resembled him worldwide. And that's all he knew. And his parents knew. And his parents' parents knew for a very long time. Now imagine that feeling that he had after finding out that his friend who was raped, and I'm not excusing rape, I'm not saying it's weak, but I'll tell you what. I found out some shit that I was reading about how women in slavery, during slavery, black women had to learn to be classily raped or quietly raped. You know what I'm saying? Nigga had to be like, oh, here, so here comes the raping. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. These are old. How many generations of women had to learn that shit? And them niggas couldn't go out and kill nobody. But just think about how Liam Neeson, a white man, something happened to his friend. I don't know what color his friend was. Sneak on to go out and kill. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that crazy? But like I said, they'll, they'll understand that. They'll empathize with that. But not with our rage. Not how angry we are. And I think a lot of that shit is disrespectful. And I'm going to tell you how. After this break. Oh, that boy's good. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies' night or whatever. It's like wrestling or whatever. It's like parenting, or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people, coming around doing what we do best, or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast, or whatever. Hi, I'm Miles Prower. Thanks for listening to High Black Man Podcast. And we're back. So, yeah. It's just, I believe that a lot of white people, it's bad for them. And they don't want to understand all this stuff. As far as the just, you know, the hate they feel. And I, I mean, that they get, you know. And I think a lot of that is like, even sometimes I try to apply this stuff to myself. 
when I argue with my wife. And the very essence of an argument we may be having is her telling me, these are how things are going to have to go now, or this is what needs to be done. And my end is like, perfect example. She wanted me to clean up my, you know, the bat bunker. A man came and called it the bat bunker. And she wanted me to clean it up. I got all my collectibles, all this shit down here, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, no, I put it off forever because I don't know why I like my shit junkie. It just feels lived in and kept. So she kept bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching. We used to get into it and like a lot of stuff with my hoarding. I'm, I'm a little bit of a pack rat. She wants me to throw shit away and I will not throw nothing away, nigga. If I got a t-shirt that bitch is falling apart, I will break that shit down, cut it into squares and use it as a rag. I'll use it as a rag, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, and a lot of times our arguments is, and I'm, I'm coming back to the whole thing with racism. The very, you know, and I think, look and sit back and think the very essence of our argument is like the immovable, immovable object versus the irresistible force. I'm like, I don't want to throw anything away. She's like, you have to throw something away. I don't want to throw anything away. I'll meet you halfway. Some of the things, I don't want to throw anything away. Well, how about this? I don't want to throw anything away. And now I want you out of my bunker. You know, and I have to imagine that's probably how a lot of them is feeling. And I admit, you know, after wife got on me and super duper got on me and, you know, trying to get back on a good crisis. I cleaned up. It looks nice. You know, I take a picture of it, but no, and it looks nice, a little bit more organized. And I, I think it's cool, you know, but and I look at that and I try to imagine with myself, that's probably how, you know, a lot of white people feel. And then I have to understand that, you know, a lot of them. And it's fucked up as it is. And I try to tell them, like, you have to understand not just you. You didn't do anything. The millions of people who came before you and the things that happened and how many people, like I said, generations of people who parent kid told their kids that a white man is the devil. Like the devil, the devil. Wow. Speaking of devil, side note, put a pin in that one. Um, here's something that I thought was odd, and this is just me being a dick, and I'm all over the place. Sorry if I'm bothering you guys. I'm kinda high on a five hour energy. Um but yeah, I saw this thing and it thought it was funny and I had to text my mom like right after I saw it. Don't you worry because whatever God puts his hands on cannot fail. And that means you. The first thing I think was like, didn't God put his hands on the devil? So that means he can't fail. And didn't he create like the rest of the angels that went to hell with him? I mean, he physically touched them. He just, you know, made me and started the process that made me. What choice, what, what chance do I have against that? Then again, what if a killer is a religious killer? Didn't God touch him? Is he saying he's unstoppable? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway, um, like I was saying, you know, about the whole being the devil thing. And it's just like, I understand. I'm not trying to say all oh, white people are the devil. I'm just saying, like my man, Razcast said to quote him, you know, all white people must be looked at as potential predators. Because they are. Best one in the world, like I said, you know. The best ones in the world still, you know, shit on you and do you greasy. And it's like, I, for me, you know, it's white people I like, I look up to. And it's a couple, you know, Robin Williams for me was really special because growing up I had ADHD really bad. And he was one person that after I found out and I got a lot of tests and I just felt like I was retarded and they made fun of me at school. Because they were like, time to come to the office, Miles, and take your pills. So I used to hate that shit and I used to feel like I was dumb and nobody else had ADHD or heard of attention deficit disorder. So I was the dark-skinned kid in school. I had to, um, I had my sh- head size of my head shaved. I had braids on the top like the individual braids because I was of some African, you know, I really wanted just one braid on some Egyptian print shit. My mom was like, no, 
So I had the four, you know, I had the little braids at the top on some fucking, um, uh, on some old school man of war crisscross shit. You know, it just, it just, you know, and I felt weird. And, you know, they were just explaining stuff to me. And I'm just seeing how I was more hyperactive and wiry than everybody else. And it just, Robin Williams, it was one person I saw on TV and just looked and I was just like, he, he's what they describe I am. But I saw how he worked it. Like I saw him on stage doing stand up and I saw myself in that. But he took his problem and he owned it and he flipped that shit. I thought it was ill. After seeing that, I knew I could apply myself. So I tried to start doing different things, being creative. And it just made me, you know, it opened my mind up. A lot of people like, um, shit, I remember I was watching TV. My mom, first time I saw Liberace. And I think the nigga was on the piano and it was coming down out of the sky or some shit the nigga had. And I was just like, wow, that nigga's style is out of this world. Didn't know nigga was gay. I just thought that shit was gaudy as hell. I like that shit. But like the Beatles, my favorite band of all time is the Doors, Jim Morrison, Touch My Life, the Mamas and the Papas, Janis Joplin, the Rolling Stones, Soul Midges, off of music alone. Shit. Uh, I remember the first time I heard Louis Black, I told my mama that is what the voice inside my head sounds like. She was like, really? Yeah, like one of my, if I could right now, two podcasts, if I could be on, that would be dope. I don't know why I would be on either one of them. I would love to be on Mark Maron and a Conan O'Brien podcast. That shit would be ill. I would love to be interviewed, you know. Not that it would ever happen. Who the fuck am I? But I'm just giving you a point. You know what I'm saying? So I don't hate white people. People think I do. I don't. I just hate specific, you know, I just hate. It's hard to explain. I just hate the fact that I have to look out for myself like this. This is what I hate. The fact that you always got to look over your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I'm not wrap this up because in order to do this and record in the basement I had to turn the heat off so let's get to it because I know my wife is all the way upstairs I'm sure she's cold as his hell let's do it alright y'all know what time it is right I black man podcast hotline you can call leave a voicemail I will put it on the show or I will talk about or bring up whatever you want me to you know what I'm saying same thing with a text message give me show ideas subjects and things you want to talk about Oh, shit. Before I forget, I didn't bet. Fuck. This is the thing I want to talk about real, real, real quick. I was on Facebook, right? So I'm talking to this chick. I'm not talking. I'm in these groups. I try to see the subjects and things people talk about so I can know what to talk about to help my people. Fast forward. Hyphen podcast. Budget sound effects. Anyway. um, Oh, yeah. I forgot. Plug. But yeah. So anyway, she's talking about when do men want, at what age do y'all want, want to settle down, you know? And I'm like, I don't know, 50, 60, most of it depends. Because for me, it got to the point when I, you know, I wasn't saying I was just knocking bitches out the park left and right. But when I got to the point, I was like, I got, enough. I got to the point where like, I, I got enough sex. And I was like, dang, I realized sex isn't everything. Getting head isn't everything. Hmm. But I had to get to that point, you know. So I'm already, you know, lady was like, well, y'all dogs and this and that. And I was like, you got to understand, men don't look at that as like, you know, getting married just as, 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 as as the the as a win, it's like retirement. Every player know you got to retire, but you don't want to retire. Why them niggas cry when they retire? It's the end of my life as I knew it. It's a whole new thing. It's scary for a lot of men because that's that's when you get to that point. It's like dog, it's the final, it's the final surrender. It's literally when you run out of bullets and you're just throwing the gun at Superman. And I'm married. I love being married. 
But I'm a weird nigga because I wanted to get married when I was younger. I figured out I want my name to live forever. And I have to be if I have a family and I have to have kids and I have to instill things in them. So when I'm gone, my legacy and my name lives on. I was talking about that shit when I was nine. So I'm odd like that. I had my baby's names picked out when I was in fucking middle school, freshman, high school. But yeah, and then some other chick was talking about, you know, why the dudes always want no pics. Not news, just pics. And it's necessary. And I'm like, heck yeah, it's necessary. I'm like, Child Scambino, that shit is very necessary. Really, his song was unnecessary, but, you know. And he like, why? I'm like, because it's like, you know, the game changes and you got to evolve. You know what I'm saying? If it was a point where, I guess they did pass that law in New York, women could walk around topless. And it was just all these big titty bras who was just walking around topless cleaning up with whatever technique or whatever they was using. Either you can keep complaining about how these topless bras is winning or you can get topless too or you can find you something to bridge the gap. You know? So with that being said, it's like, yeah, if chicks is giving out, it's like if bras start giving out holograms. You should have used this example first, Miles. I really fucking should have. And it's like, oh man, this bra gave me a hologram. I like this junk. Oh, snap. I can think about her. You see the next chicks? So what's up with you? What, can I, you got a hologram? No, when I get a series of pictures, can I get a video? Not even nothing freaky. Nah, how about we just talk? You know, and the girl just kept arguing me. And I'm like, you know, I told her, I said, basically, you getting mad about a guy asking for a picture from you. And I'm not saying nudes. I'm just saying a picture. You know, it's your phone. That's like you getting mad at me. Hold up, Maps. I can't write you. Like, I can't send you a letter. It'll say the same stuff. I had to talk. Ugh. That's pretty much the same thing, you know. So she getting mad. And the conversation pretty much went about what I need to know. How is my question to you guys? How many of you had children out of wedlock who are asking for the pictures? And I'm like, I don't really think I had any children out of wedlock. Even though me and my wife have been together like nine years. We've been married for what, three, four? But when I met her, and I've been calling her wife since the day I met her. Check the episode, check the short, we talked about it. I've been calling her mama, mother-in-law since the day I saw her. I told her wife, when I met her, you're going to have all my children, I'm going to marry you, and I did. I haven't wanted to be with anybody else, and, to, and, and the only time we've been apart, and when we first met, I lived out of state. I came up here to live with her. We had kids. We've been together. The only time we've been apart is when I had to go to work or if I went to visit my mom or something like that. That's it. We've been together all day, every day since. Why well, you niggas fight so much? That is a good point. Not so much. It's a little bit. But, you know, like I told her, when you live with your best friend, you're going to argue. So I told him, well, you know, all my kids is by one person, so yeah, you weren't wedlocked. I said, it depends on your definition of wedlocked. To me, if I've been taking care of my wife, and she's been taking care of me since we started talking, since we met, we have not had sex with anybody other than each other. We have not been with anybody other than each other since we have met. I've been taking care of my kids. She's been taking care of my kids, feeding me. I've been feeding her, taking care of bills, paying rent, both of us. If that ain't married, I don't know what is. And she's like, well, you know what the definition, I don't, I don't, thing. I don't subscribe to what the world subscribes to. I am me. So I didn't even really want to get married. Not saying I didn't want to marry my wife. I didn't see the significance. But I didn't mind. I wanted to make it official. She deserved that. That's what you want, fuck it. I do it. I die for you. So anything underneath it, I'm obligated to do. You know what I'm saying? 
So we got married. I loved it. I didn't want, I thought it was a waste of money. I wanted to go to the courts, but I'm getting away from the subject. It's just messed up to instantly this black sister thought. Oh, all my kids is bastards. So if I'm not married, but I'm in their house, I'm in their life every day, I'm going to work, coming back to them. Every day taking pictures with them, all they know is me. Not a father. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. It didn't bother me. It made me feel sorry for her. Because... Dude, you know, and I get it. I'm super old head. And this is the same thing I come back to. Bring it all around, you know. On the white people stuff. I look at her the same way I look at some white people. You're stuck. You can't get your mind around. In the same way, flip it maybe on myself. You can't get your mind around that shit. You know, she's so amp and just got her mind set on... No, why isn't it this way? And it's got to go my way and I got to find a way to bring it back. You know, so, and I, I give a little sympathy to them because they feel the same way I felt, you know, arguing with my wife and it wasn't more about understanding. It was more about I got a result I'm trying to get and I need to get that result. And I can understand sometimes my wife gets fucking frustrated with me because I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll have a conversation with you and I'm obviously not trying to compromise. I'm trying to get you to do what I'm trying to say, you know. And maybe that's what it is. And if that's how it is, I can see where she's coming from. But in the same sense, and if I'm, that's what I'm like, then I'm fucking wrong. But what's that story for another time? You know what I'm saying? I'm always right. Never go left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But anyway, that's just my two cents on that. Venting with y'all. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. You know, I black man hotline. Let's try this again, folks. Call, leave a voicemail. I'll put it on the show or talk about what you suggest. And, you know, absorbing, digest your feedback. Same with a text. Give me something to say. Shout out where you're from, what you want me to talk about. I'll do it. Number is 724-313-4519. I Black Man Podcast. If you want to hit me up with a good old-fashioned Elia mail, email, E-Y-E-B-L-A. C-K-M-A-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Either I'm sleepy or I'm just five hours wearing off because I start spelling and be like, what the fuck did I spell? <laughs> anyway, I, Black Man Podcast is the email. E-Y-E, Black Man Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up with something, whatever. Um, Facebook, I, Black Man Podcast, letter I. Um, I want to say Instagram, E-Y-E, Black Man Podcast. Also, you can check me out. Look from places, Miles Amadeus Prower. I'm Black Man on YouTube. And that's about it. I'm about to get up out of here. Hopefully I can try to get this bitch out today despite Bane and the rest of my awesome hyphen podcast network family. Um, Start using that. Shout out to my man from Catch the Show. I stole it from you, but I'm going to tell everybody I didn't. And no one listens to me. I only got 2,000 plays, so don't don't worry. They won't, they won't know that I listened to your podcast called Catch the Show and got the idea from that. So, yeah, there's, there's no way because I just, it's, there's no way. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm so big headed. I'm going to just say I'm angry and I'm calling people out. So I was never, ever, ever tell anyone to go to hyphenpodcastnetwork.com and check out, you know, catch the show, you know, like I think that guy's some kind of awesome host of some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I would listen to it and tell people like, hey. It's quality shit. 
Listen to it. I'd never do that. Anyway, it's your boy Miles. I'm a dash problem. This is Black Man Podcast. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. Thank you for your time. Listen to my man. Kel's talking about the, uh, no, better yet. Listen to my baby girl. And, uh, listen to what Kel's got to say. And, um, if you want to go to the Patreon page and sprinkle us, man. We'd appreciate that. I'll at you. Peace. Thanks for listening. And please download and subscribe so Daddy can stop being a Catholic slave. What's up, everybody? What up, though, from my Detroit people? My name is Kellen Conley, host of the world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. And also, I am the founder of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Now, you may know some of our great shows like mine, Hyphen Nation, or I Black Man Podcast, or Catch the Show, or it's like a podcast or whatever, or Browns in Our Blood if you're a Browns fan, or just an NFL fan in general, or Lemon on the Edge, or even Victory Jump Off Radio. But I'm here with a special announcement. Hyphen Podcast Group now has a Patreon page. Now, I didn't want to do this because, honestly, we're working on getting our numbers up. But what happens around the middle of the month is our web hosting, which is graciously provided to us by Eric Jordan of Browns in Our Blood. Uh, We forget to pay it because we have other bills, and then the site goes down. What happens is normally Catch the Show comes out on Saturday, and by the middle of the month on a Saturday, well, the site's down. And then I got a show I got to promote, and I can't do that. I mean, I can on Instagram, but I don't feel right not having everything on the site because the, li- the links on Instagram say link in the bio. So what's the point of going to link in the bio if you can't bring up the site? So start a Patreon page. Not asking for much. Just looking to get roughly about $15 a month right now. That would be enough for us to pay for the hosting each month. It's located at patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. Check us out. There's tiers and rewards. You can even be on a show if you're crazy enough to pay us a bunch of money. But even if you just throw a dollar in, which is the minimum tier, that means that you get your name mentioned on a pod at any given time. There's going to be a list of Patreons, and we will say your name, if you want us to, on a pod. And that's kind of cool. So... If you want to support us and keep the site running on a timely basis, which is what we're trying to do, please check out the Patreon, man. And again, that is patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. And continue to check out our shows. Let your friends know about our shows. We're on all podcast listening platforms. And yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, y'all.